Hello, Internet. This is you and Spence and DSC Insight Calling. Let's pay a quick visit into our fabulous archive. So, this is less a chat over coffee, more a chat in the back of a taxi in Amsterdam. I thought it would be interesting to head back to 2014 this week and my interview with Conchita. Now, this was recorded ahead of that April's Eurovision in concert. Rise Like a Phoenix, which would go on to win the Eurovision Song Contest in 2014, has been released. It's picking up a love in the community, but it's not yet broken through. That would happen on the Amsterdam stage a few hours after this interview. And of course, in a few weeks, Conchita and Rise Like a Phoenix would become legendary. So what we have here, with hindsight, is 2014's Calm Before the Storm. So now, over to a taxi, somewhere in Europe. Amsterdam and Eurovision in concert. It is busy, it is hectic, it's sometimes very difficult to actually sit down and find out something about the artist's so what you have to do is find they're taking a taxi out to the hotel, hope they're not watching and jump in the taxi when they're not looking. <laughs> Sounds good, but we arranged this beforehand, didn't we? <laughs> Hello, yeah. <laughs> Actually, we're sitting in a cab on, on our way to the hotel and thank you for joining us. Indeed. So um, if you hear noises of an engine or tram bells are going on, consider it audio wallpaper. There we go. You and Spence here uh, for ESC Insight and our and a chance to go in depth with Conchita Worst. Welcome to the show, Conchita. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's not the first time. Yeah. Uh, let, let's start back in 2012. Um, I leave Heathrow Airport three hours before the Austrian national final starts and sprint all over Europe to see you come second. Yes, I did. I did very, very close to become uh, to finish uh, with the first place. But anyhow, it is what it is. And actually, um, I wasn't bitter or something like that because I, I learned so much during this there time. There was a certain serenity you had on stage, which was, you know, I, I came to the show, I said what I wanted to say, and now I'll move on with my life. Yes, totally. And it, it's like that. And it actually is very similar this time, you know. Of course, I'm now in the, the competition, in the big thing I always wanted to be part of. But it is the same, you know, because, of course, people ask me, do you think you're going to win? What What are your expectations? And so on. And actually, I really just wish for myself, because I'm a worst critic, I wish for myself to go off stage and say, well done. And this this would, for me, the, the, the biggest gift of all, if, if I can say to myself, it, with any ranking or, you know, any, any place I will get, that I did a good job. Was that's who I am a well done no why no uh, the second time yeah but the first time uh, for me wasn't that good the second time was okay but I, I would never say actually it's a lie when I'm gonna say uh, uh, well done because I always find something <laughs> that's what I Oh, my God. 
I remember asking you at the time, would you, would you have another go at Eurovision? And it was obviously right after you'd come second, and nerves and adrenaline are running high. Why have you decided to do Eurovision? Because I always wanted to. You know, that's a, love, that's a great, nice, simple, clean answer. Yeah, and it is because, you know, of course, and I get it. You know, I I don't want to say something bad, but I think there are some some artists. They say they want to go to Eurovision because, of course, they have to now because they are part of it. But, you know, I, I, I mean it. I'm a little gay boy and I love Eurovision since I can remember. So I really mean it. And for me, it's so... I, I take it so seriously that I that I have plans during these two weeks where everybody at the Austrian broadcast said, well, well, well why would you do that because it's so stressful and I said well because I want to I have to that's my chance I'm gonna represent my world and and my Austria my kind Austria to Europe so I, I take every chance that I get I'm a little gay boy it's, it's, it's probably easier on a podcast because there's the disconnect between what your listener out there are listening to and, and what I'm seeing and if we didn't say the look if we just played this on the radio which I've done a couple of times there is that moment when people realise what sort of act you are or mm. what persona or character how do you describe it? Well um, I created this bearded lady as a, a stage persona it's like you know like when Beyonce says she's Sasha Fierce on stage you know it's like the same with me there's Tom as a private person and there is Conchita, the working, uh, the working queen, and this is what it's all about. I always say I'm a working drag queen and and a very lazy boy at home. So, so is there? <clears throat> no, let's try that another way. How much of Tom is in the character on stage? Um, the voice, hundred percent. As in the singing voice. Yeah, the singing voice is hundred percent Tom. There's no, actually, there's no. There is a bit of Conchita because we learned from another during the years. You know, I really learned so many things. What I changed in my working life and in my private life, because I don't know. I don't know why. I can't. I can't even explain it. It's just what it is. But the singing voice is and was Tom. And is it Tom that had the love for Eurovision, or is it part of the Conchita character, or is it? Blending together. No, no, it's it's uh, definitely start with Tom. After, after these three years I'm doing this I was 
I always have been a part of Tom. But he didn't give me a name for a long time. And that's, that's, I'm a bit bitter about that. But anyway, um, um, you know what I mean? I think we, we, we really uh, grew up together in a, in a sort of way. <clears throat> but back in the days, Conchita was like in the fantasy world, you know. And now Tom is more the person in the background and Conchita is outgoing and doing thing. So who am I talking to just now when you say Tom is and Conchita is? Well it depends on but I always see the easiest way would be what you see is what you get so. Right so I'm talking to Conchita now because you're in the costume? The, the, yes. The, the persona? Yeah yeah I'm, I'm in my in my full you know gorgeousness. <laughs> <laughs> so what do I have to do to talk to Tom then? What does Tom think of the Eurovision and the Rasmataz and the crowds and the, the adulation from afar? Well, actually the same because I'm the boss. <laughs> no, of course, you know, this This is just, as I said before, this is just a team and it's just working working together and, and he thinks the same what Conchita thinks, totally. Is there any point where Tom suddenly pops up and says, no, Conchita, don't do that. Um, not immediately, but this is, you know, this is the, the, the thing when I mean I'm a worse critic because Tom watches Conchita on YouTube or television, you know, and these are the things when uh, Tom says to me, don't do that ever again. <laughs> and what about Conchita? Does she ever speak to Tom? You know, do you have this lovely sort of dialogue in your head when yes, you're trying I do. to decide? I do. You know, but Conchita is really more. Um, she's a very serious person, but in in our lives, Conchita got the funny part, the glamour part. You know, all this uh, attention and and these events. And Tom is paying the bills, doing laundry and washing. You know, the the dishes and. and I think my fun part, also as a private person, is more Conchita than, than Tom. Is there a, a private Conchita that you keep back for at home? No. <laughs> Everything is there. Everything <laughs> is there. <laughs> and, as, and I know that we've talked about the costume, the persona, and everything is there, yeah. but is there ever any point or in previously where suddenly Conchita disappears, you're on stage, and it was Tom on stage? Mm. Um... Mm, not really because I, I, I just realized that I felt back in the day when I was 17 and did my first appearance on TV I realized that um, being Tom on stage is okay but being Conchita on stage is even better so I'm totally into character but the voice is the voice
can I hear Tom? He talks the same. He does talk the same. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a slight inflection. Because I've only, I've, I've only ever seen the Conchita, the public face. Yeah, yeah. Is it also almost like a safety valve, a place where in this madness you can, the phrasing here is awful, but escape back to Tom? Oh, you know, it's so much. It's a bit, it's a bit escaping. It's a bit shelter. It's a bit... I can I can express myself better. You know, it's it's so many different pieces, and <laughs> so many different pieces. So a big part is because of my teenage time, and I think we we most of the gay community have similar stories. So I think everybody can relate on that. And for me, it was just the, the, the right way to put my fantasy out and put my my style out and put this character out who I wanted to be, you know, in, in similar parts of my life. And I decided that I deserve a fabulous life. And if I want to be a bearded lady, I'm allowed to do that. You know, and this is, this is really the message I want to transport. Because you can, you can look whatever you like. If you're fine with that, you know, nobody got the right to, to discriminate you. I, what I found amazing was when I was at the Austrian national final, was the amount of males and especially females in the audience who painted their own beards on to support you. Yes, and it, we keep going. Actually, we got a, a YouTube video out. It's called Happiness Knitting for Tolerance. And uh, there's a little a little, um, yeah, a little thing going on. A little uh, yeah, there's this uh, little YouTube video which is called uh, Happiness Knitting for Tolerance and everybody's invited to knit their own beards and we want to... I love to... the fact your manager's got one there yeah, ready. Yeah, he got one. I think he, he suits him very well. Uh, yeah, and we want to, to um, give them to, to the audience in Copenhagen and, you know, to show that you can have a beard as a lady or a man. I think there might be quite a few people in the audience who have beards, but there we go might yeah. mean something else let's talk about Copenhagen let's talk about the song let's talk about Rise Like a Phoenix the message is right there in front of you isn't it it starts from the title it is it is it's really I'm, I'm you know I'm so lucky I got a hundred songs and to have to have to have a song which I love in a musical way you know I'm, I'm, I'm totally into this theme stuff I love James Bond I love Shirley Bessie this is this is what I want this is the background where I came from and beside that, that I love this theatrical perfume of the song. There is this message which which fits to me, like like you know, like of course that's what I am. Was a great song, and I, I still love it. But rise like a phoenix is, is even more me. And you have got to see to believe from the fading light of You could choose from a hundred songs. So talk us through how it worked. Um, ORF announced you back in September, October is going to be the singer. Did you have the song at that point, or was there then a huge audition process for the songs? Well, they announced it, and after that, uh, whole Europe uh, started to send me songs. And actually, Rise Like a Phoenix came very, very late. So that's why we 
we really needed till the deadline to finish it. Okay, let's go for it. First time it plays. Where are you? Set the scene. I'm sitting on my couch. I got the mail from uh, Renee, who is my manager. He, we actually had some kind of favorites, so we were like, we got these songs and thought, well, yeah. In my mind, in my mind, I thought, well, it's too late because I already have my favorites and then I heard Rise Like a Phoenix and I, I sat there on, on my my sofa and I heard after second two I knew this this is what I want and this is the song I need to sing So it must have had demo vocals on it then? Yes. Male or female? Uh, 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 I think it was a black woman she sounded very uh, enormous good. It's, have you ever met her? No, unfortunately not but the demo singer was incredible and she just she really sold it so um and i heard this song and i i have i have to be honest you know of course we were thinking about this hundred songs what's going to work on eurovision is there is there a song which we can play on radio you know all these things and then i heard this one and i was like okay now we got a problem because it's not a radio number nobody wrote it from my team and it's completely uh, how can I say yeah it's, it's so it's so far away from from uh, from the in team and you know everything you think about when you put out a song um, and I, I, I sat there and I said to myself well now what I'm gonna do now I wrote back to Renee that this is a sensation and this is actually the best song I've heard so far and I thought that everybody would be like okay but listen we can't do a James Bond we can't we just can't do that you know and nobody's gonna buy it nobody's gonna play it this is just not in my mind everybody who have played this song to said this is your song I don't know if it's gonna work. Everybody said the same. I don't know if it's gonna work, but it is your song. Everybody who knows you knows that this is your song. And that's right. And I made this decision. And if it was clever or not, I don't care because it was my heart decision. What did Tom think? The same. <laughs> totally the same because it's just a circle. I, I, in. I, I don't know, was it 2007 or something? I I finished second at the Austrian, um, let's say Austrian Got Talent, like yeah. a casting show. And I finished second after Nadine Beiler. And in the finals, I sang Goldfinger from Shirley Bessie. And two weeks before, I sang This Is My Life from Shirley Bessie. And you, you just saw back then that this is this is my kind of music and this is my my style and yeah I just came back to the roots you know I came back to the roots of Tom and that was the point when both met musically because that's what I am was more conceited than Tom and now after these years I how can I say the, the two of us melted together even more than we did at the beginning and so we yeah now we got our 
James Bond theme song. <laughs> Was there a temptation just to get a bass guitar and put those four notes just at the very end of the track and just oh, yeah. send a little bit of John Barry in? Oh, oh you, you mean that? Yeah. Just put a little bit of bow, 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 oh, bow. Yeah, just it sneak it in at the end. Oh, what is it? It's, uh, it's, um, cause you're my flame. I think it works, but that might just be me. Oh, I think it works too. So because I love it, you know, I have to. I really love it, and and that's why I don't. I don't really care because I love it that much. So we're we're we're, we're nearly at your hotel now. So we're, let's we're finish up. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you're going to be intensely focused, and you're going to be taking a day at a time and just going through the checklist. But there must be part of both of you inside that is thinking, I get to do the song contest next. Yeah, there are these moments um, appearing more often nowadays. But um, I think the closer the song contest will get, the the more nervous I will get. Any final thoughts? A lot of people listening now. What are you hoping for? What You said right back at the start, you know, there's a level where it's a win for me. Right now, what are you thinking your win would be from Eurovision? My win would be, first of all, maybe changing some minds, and second, be proud of myself. I think we can clearly see the second is there, and the first is up for the rest of Europe. Conchita and Tom, who's in there somewhere, thank you for your time. You're at your hotel, you need to get ready to go out on stage. I need to convince the taxi driver to take me back into town now. Yes, thank you so much. (laughs) And Rennie needs to take his beard off. Yes. It's off. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I think we've finally got the manager on tape. Got it. Thank you you and so Spence, ESCinsight.com, you comments are welcome back on the website. Conchita, have fun. That's, that's my bottom rule in wins and everything. If you come away and you had fun, win. I will try to have fun. Don't try, do. I will have fun. Better. <laughs> like that attitude. Thanks, you time. Bye. Bye for now. Bye. I'm gonna You're my You've been 
listening to ESE Insights Chat Over a Coffee in the Archives with Ewan Spence and Conchita. Find out more at www.escinsight.com and support us, patreon.com slash escinsight.